I love it. <clears throat> Except I found them in a movie. I don't love it then. But anyway, <laughs> think of this. Jesus came to bring us peace. That's, that's the goal, that he came not only as our Savior, but he came to bring us peace. And as we read through Scripture, it's very fascinating because Jesus came in a time that was very limited with peace. As a matter of fact, Jesus came in a very dark time. It was very dark. There was a lot of political unrest. There was a lot of fighting and, and all of this. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, because we have kids in here, I'm not going to go into all the details that would, were happening in those moments, but let's just say, for example, that those children that survived and were able to enjoy, there was a lot of evil in those days. As a matter of fact, <laughs> the ruler at the time was so jealous of everything and didn't want any of his power to be taken from him that he went way far and above and, and went after the children much like what we see in our culture today. See, the enemy is always after our kids because our kids are our future. So what I want to challenge you with today is to know that when Jesus came with peace, he came in a time that didn't seem peaceful. But that's how Jesus is. That's how God works. See, today you may be here and you may be questioning some things in your life. Maybe when you say, oh, Prince of Peace, boy, I would like to have him at my house this Christmas. Because in your home, it's very contentious. There's a lot of resentment and anger and hurt. Maybe you're here today and it's your first Christmas without someone that you love dearly. Maybe you're here today and, you know, life just didn't really hasn't really panned out like you thought. There's been a lot of pain. There's some things in this life that we can't control. That's just the truth. But yet Jesus comes right in the middle of those moments, just like he did on the day we celebrate. He came into a world that was in complete conflict and chaos, and he brought what only God can bring peace beyond our understanding. I love that because I don't know about all of you, but man, I've gone through some moments in my life that I just didn't understand. There were just some things going on in my life that I didn't have control over. And we can take a lot of time and I can tell you some stories, but that's not for today. But what I want to tell you is, is one thing we have in common in this room is that we all need Jesus. And I just want to tell you, whatever you're going through, Whatever you're fighting through this Christmas, I recognize that just hearing someone say it from a platform doesn't fix it. But I know someone who can. And we celebrate him this weekend. And I pray this, that by the end of today, you will grab hold of that peace. Because I don't like to see you hurt. I want to see you win. I want to see you happy, and I want to see you living the life that God has called you to live. It's beautiful. Can you do me a favor? Turn to your neighbor right now and say, you may not know it, but you're beautiful. Tell them that. I was just waiting to see the guys sitting together if they were going to do that. <laughs> That's a whole nother sermon. But anyway, so Jesus is born, right? And then we know about the shepherds. 
the shepherds, and we don't have to go to the scripture on that, but in verse 14, the, the says the angels came and spoke to the shepherds in the field and said, glory to God in the highest, right? Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill to men. And not only just to men, toward men. Those are powerful differences. So what I want you to understand today is that you may not think you deserve that peace, but you do. You may not believe in your heart right now that Jesus, that what he has and what he came to this earth for was meant for you, but I'm here to tell you something. What he did for me, he'll do for you. What he's done for every other person in this room that's received him and changed their lives, he'll do for you. Guys, listen. There are some stories in this room today that would boggle your mind because when you look at them today, you go, oh no, that couldn't be who they used to be. Every now and then some pictures, I don't know, you know, I, I, I am so uh, sick of social media. If nothing else for this reason, maybe you're like me that all of a sudden these people find pictures of your past and they go, I'm going to post this. And you look at it and you go, oh, dear God, that couldn't have been me. But it was who I used to be. And I've learned that it's a reminder of God's grace and God's mercy. And sometimes people ask me, and say, Pastor, I can't even believe that used to be you. Well, honey, believe it. But that's the power of what God can do to change who we are, right? For all of us. That's the beauty. That's the beauty. And I love that. So what do we do with the hurt? What do we do with the pain? Well, the truth is, is that God wants to take it away. And the reality is, all you have to do is give it to him. I know that sounds overly simple, but that's the beauty of Christmas. That's the beauty of Jesus in a manger. It's so simple. He didn't come on a horse. He didn't come as a conquering king. He came as a prince of peace in a manger wrapped in swaddling cloth in the most impoverished way that we could even imagine in our hearts and minds. But yet he came. And I want my prayer for you today is that as we move into this moment that you realize how powerful God is in your life. I want to read one more passage of scripture before we get into some really cool stuff. Luke chapter 2. I just want to talk about this story. Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 32. Let me just read it. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought, the child, it brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law. That's a whole other message too. He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. This is a Jewish priest, everybody. He saw the salvation he had been longing to see and God allowed him to see it. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared before the face of all peoples, 
all light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Jesus said that while he was here, he was the light of the world. But you say, but pastor, he died on the cross, rose again on the third day, and ascended into the Father. So where's the light? Well, he also gave us a commandment. He said, you be the light. You be the light. And let me ask you a question. Have you ever been in real darkness? Now, I'm not talking about spiritual darkness. I'm not I'm trying, to be, trying to be hyper-spiritual. But, man, when it gets dark, it can, it's, it's, I mean, I've been in some places where you're going, oh, my, it's dark. As a matter of fact, today, we're going to have our candlelight ceremony. And what we want you to see is the power of one. What can happen with one person who says, this is my light, I'm going to let it shine. So I'm going to ask everyone, you want to grab your candles around you and as we get ready for this, and I'm simply going to ask our guys in the back if you can go ahead and simply cut the lights. So I just want to warn you, if you've got kids, it's fixing, there we go. One light in the darkness changes so much. And today I want you to know that your light matters. Your light matters. So today, let's share the light. Spread your light.
So Jesus was the light of the world. And then he gave us to be the light. And today, you in this room, you are that light. And one light can change an atmosphere. But hundreds of lights can change a world. So today, can we just hold our candles up? That's beautiful. Father, I pray that today, as we celebrate you, that our lights would shine completely and fully. In every situation, we would make you proud. So today, God, I pray this, that you would ignite these candles, these little flames, and we would fan them into flame, that your spirit would be strong in each of us. And Lord, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for loving us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can blow your candles out. Don't put them under a bushel, but you can blow them out. So today, with all of this going on, If you can't blow your candle out, we do have fire extinguishers. <laughs> that could be fun, huh? You know, today I'd like to do this. Would you simply bow your head and close your eyes just for a moment? And today I want to ask a simple question. Today on Christmas Eve, you're here and you know that you need Jesus. Maybe once upon a time, you had this vivid, powerful relationship with him, but then life happened and you just lost your way. Do you know Jesus loves a prodigal? And today could be the day that you come home. I pray that's what it is. Maybe you're here today and you've never really made a decision for Jesus. I hope today that you'll follow the calling that he has placed on your heart today. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, this is completely personal business. You're here today and you say, Pastor, today on Christmas Eve, 2023, I need to make a choice for Jesus. If that's you, I want you to simply slip your hand up right where you are and say, Pastor, remember me, I'm not gonna call you to the front, but I wanna give you this opportunity to make this decision. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes, sir. Yeah, see that hand, thank you. You can place your hands back down. What I'd ask now is, would you mind standing to your feet? And if anybody ever told you a preacher can't cut a message short when he needs to, you tell them they lie. The most precious, <laughs> sorry. The most precious gift you could ever give Jesus is yourself. 
And today, I ask you to do this. We're going to say a prayer together. But know this. You need to do life with believers. We need each other. So by that, I want to challenge you. If you raise your hand and you said, I'm choosing Jesus today. I'm coming back to Jesus. Whatever it was, whatever that means, tell somebody. Don't try to do it alone. Because the enemy wants to steal what what God's doing in your heart this morning. But I can tell you this. The Bible even calls it when two or three are together, we're stronger, right? It even talks about that rope, that twine. When three are twined together, it's nearly impossible to break. Do life with people. Follow Jesus and stay strong. We're walking into a moment in history that none of us have ever seen. And I'm telling you, we need each other. So we're going to pray this together. So I'm going to ask you one more time, if you just bow your head and close your eyes, we're going to say this as a family, a simple prayer. And you can just repeat after me, Dear Jesus, I'm sorry. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart and make me new. I receive you, Jesus, as my Savior right now. I repent of my sin and I turn away from my past. Today I know I'm forgiven and I receive it. I give myself to you, Jesus. It's in your name I pray. Amen and amen. Can you give the Lord some praise across the house? I've got to tell you, this is the first candlelight service we've ever done in this building. It was pretty awesome, y'all. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I got to say, we learned it from the Baptist. I like it. Oh, man. My prayer for every one of you is that your Christmas is the best you've ever had. And I really want to speak this. Because I know some of you have been going through challenging moments. I get it. But I know this. Be encouraged. Because there's not a situation bad enough that Jesus can't change it. He can heal hearts. He can restore lives. I've seen him touch marriages that seem destined to be obliterated. And God changed it. I've seen sons and daughters who are so far away from God and in one moment they came home and God gloriously rescued them. That's the Jesus we serve. So today, as we get prepared to go, we have something a little special for the kids. But what I want to tell you is that Jesus loves you more than you could ever know. And as you get ready to leave this place today, I pray that you leave and you carry that flame with you in your spirit and that you walk in the authority who God's called you to be. So Father, today in this house, I pray that your favor go before your people, that Father, as they step out into this new day, that you walk with them and that they walk in your blessing. 
that they represent you well. And Father, today, I call your people.